Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Phoenix, Arizona, it's time for Phoenix Business Radio, spotlighting the city's best businesses and the people who lead them. Hello and welcome to Phoenix Business Radio, broadcasting live from the Max 6 Entrepreneurial Center right here in Tempe, Arizona, where we help build businesses and connect you with the right people. And today we are spending time with the co-founders for the Workshop Pilates. Welcome to the studio, ladies. Thank Hi, you. Thank you. So excited to hear your story and you're expanding, which is why we're so excited to have a conversation today and just learn all things about Pilates, business ownership, motherhood, <laughs> friendship, and how these two crazy careers came together and collided for this collaborative business. Yeah. So we have with us Jackie Parks and Ariel Schwartz. And I would love for each of you to introduce yourselves and just tell us a little bit about your background. We'll have, we've got plenty of time to kind of explore the whole conversation, but tell us a little bit about what you've done professionally and then how you landed here. So I'm going to leave it up to you to decide who gets to start. Rock, paper, scissors. Sure. I'll go first. (laughs) So my name's Ariel Schwartz. I moved to Arizona in middle school, so almost a native. I went to University of Arizona and got my degree um, in business administration uh, in accounting. After I graduated, I got a job at a consulting firm. So I worked in like internal audit and business risk consulting. And I was there for a few years before I made a transfer to the Melbourne, Australia office. So I was there for about three years, just was not super happy with what I was doing. I loved being in Australia and having the opportunity to work and experience the culture and travel on that side of the world. But I was just kind of looking for other outlets. And I found a reformer Pilates studio um, in the neighborhood that I was living in. Reformer Pilates wasn't a huge thing in Arizona at the time or when I had left. And I started taking classes and I just really fell in love with it. Um, Found myself actually wanting to go back and work out every day. And then I moved back uh, to Phoenix and I went back to the same office and company that I was working for and found a local studio um, and started taking classes. They were looking for instructors. uh, So I went through their teacher training program, uh, started teaching classes just on the side on the weekends. And then the studio that I was working for, they offered me a full-time position um, helping them with business development. So they were looking to expand. Uh, So I made the decision to take the leap from sort of the corporate world and work for a smaller business that was just getting started on their expansion. And so I worked for them for a number of years, and that was where my path crossed with Jackie. And yeah, we decided to make a go of it on our own, uh, and start our own studio. So I'm sure we'll get more into that. Great um, introduction, though. Yes. Yeah. So we'll, we'll put a pause on that <laughs> and let's hear from you. Yes. So I'm Jackie Parks, and I am actually relatively new to the Arizona area. It's definitely grown on me, I will say, but I moved here in 2014 from Brooklyn. So it was a big big transition, had to get a driver's license and everything. Mm -hmm. But I started actually my career with media communications and graphic design. And I'm from the Seattle area originally. So from when I moved to Seattle, I was working mainly with video editing. I worked at Amazon for a little bit as graphic designer. And I, much like Ariel, was just not thrilled with 
working for someone else or being a part of a big machine. So when I moved to New York, it was kind of an opportunity for me to start over and do what I wanted to do. And I actually started teaching yoga when I lived in New York. So don't ask me to teach yoga now. I would be terrible at it. But I taught yoga for a few years there. And then when we moved out to Arizona, I discovered Reformer Pilates, which is really funny because you would think in New York, right. I would have come across it, but I really never had any experience with it. I started taking classes at a studio that I was teaching yoga at, and I just fell in love with it. Same same sort of thing. Wanted to do, do it more and really immerse myself in the learning aspect of it. So I really prioritized getting training and finishing my comprehensive certification. And that was with a six-month-old. So it was a little challenging mm. and took a little longer than I was expecting. But I just loved it, dove right in and started teaching at the same studio as Ariel. We didn't really cross paths too much because you're kind of on an island when you're teaching, you know, at the studio by yourself. But when we did, it was always great. And she definitely talked me into this whole thing. So, oh, she yeah, it was the her, one. yeah, her brain child. It, it was, it was. But um, yeah, she convinced me to go for it. So that was back. I mean, it took a while. So that was probably in 2018, mm -hmm. 19. Yeah. 18. Yeah. And then we opened up our first studio early 2020. So. Yeah, it's just been kind of serendipitous, but it's worked so far. So no kidding. So yeah. the one kiddo, you have one child. Yes, I do. And how old now? Then she's six and a half. Six and a half. Yeah, uh, second grade. She's in first grade. First tail grade. End. Yeah. yeah, good. And she likes school. Yeah, she likes school. Good. And how about you? You've got kids as well. I have a two-year-old. Okay, yeah, just he, a two. Yeah, he is just a little over two. Yeah. So yeah. busy moms. Yes, <laughs> very. Mine yes. are on the tail end. I've got twenty-eight-year-old, twenty-six-year-old, and a fifteen-year-old. Almost there. Uh, almost there. <laughs> I keep thinking three and a half years, but I know the moment he graduates, I'm going to be like, yeah, yeah. But I remember those days, especially early on in my career. In fact, I just yesterday had a 30th reunion for the, one of the schools that I helped open in the Kyrene School District. I was the assistant principal at the time. 30 years have gone by. And I, I remember some of it. It's a blur yes. <laughs> because my, my son is, my oldest is 28 and I was just newly married and just all that craziness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So years from now, you'll look back and you'll go, wow. How do we do that? Yeah, it wasn't easy. And Ariel's going through it now because when we opened our first studio, my daughter was three. And yep. it was just, it was tough. Yeah. And then now we are working on our second and she's got a two-year-old. So I'm a little bit in the clear. Yes. Ish. Ish, yeah. <laughs> but it's very helpful now. to have a business partner who has gone through that For and sure. understands. Um, and it's part of the way that we interact and we play off of each other. Um, strengths, weaknesses, life situations um, is that when one person needs a little extra, the other person's there to step in. So having that understanding Absolutely. of... Oh yeah, you're just in it. Yeah, um, you have a child who doesn't, you know, stop saying "mama" every five <laughs> seconds. Like, yep. It's hard to get and, work done. And, and a school, you know, a school day that runs from this time yes, to this time and set all hours, that sort of set work right, hours. Exactly. McCormick Ranch is the first location. Yes. And the next one is DC Ranch. Correct. Is that right? Correct. Okay. So McCormick, McCormick Ranch has been open since twenty. Early 2020. So we opened two months before COVID. I was just going to ask. <laughs> yes, it was. Yeah, oh. it was a lot. But obviously we made it and we did really well. I think we did a good job early on of putting the needs of our clients first and foremost mm -hmm. and really adjusted our business to work for that time as best as we could. But it was certainly not without its challenges. Oh, it took sure. so long to open and then to have to close was just, oh, 
It was rough. But I always told Ariel, I said, we'll never get this long of a vacation, like days off again. Yeah, that we'll, is true. We'll never have so much time off again. <laughs> yes. And, uh, and now, when does the new location open? Uh, we'll be open um, sometime in May. Okay. So right now it's probably tracking more towards the end of the month. And, but. and take us through that decision-making process. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So I will admit the second studio was definitely more of my idea and driving. So I love it. Okay. Yeah. That was that was more of uh, us just really part of it is growth, right? So our studio is is pretty packed, which is awesome, and we're so excited about that. We only have so much space and so many hours in the day to offer classes. So part of it was born from necessity. Um, we were really pretty determined to branch outside of sort of the Scottsdale area, start looking at places um, more in like Gilbert or Mesa, just kind of branching out of where we were. And our awesome real estate agent sort of found this location for us. And in DC Ranch, it's just such a great almost replica of what we've been able to achieve in McCormick Ranch, which is with the sense of community and the neighborhood and our sort of avatar of a client. It just was such a good fit. And once we saw the space, it was an office space. We walked through it one time. It had walls up everywhere. And we're like, yep, this is it. You could, Let's you make could it envision happen. it. Yeah, it just it just fit just the look of everything that we had. And there's just the timing was great. And the center was really eager to have us there and work with us, whatever we needed. Yeah. Um, they were just really great with the process. And it just seemed like an easy decision. Yeah. So we're really excited. And what's great, too, is a lot of our clients sort of live in the middle. And just being able to give them those options to have a different space to go to or mm -hmm. just help with some of the overflow. It just, I don't know, it's just always seemed right from the second we walked through it. So we knew okay, this is it. And we're very good at those sort of quick decisions and sticking to them. So we saw the space, loved it. And I mean, we're totally open to other places in the Valley. I was going to ask this <laughs> East Valley girl who also moved here in, in a middle school okay. many, many years ago uh, is wondering if you'll make yes. your way up to the East and Valley. For and for some reason, North Scottsdale, although it's about 20, I don't know, was it 30 minutes from yours? Ariel yeah, lives about, in Arcadia. Yeah, about right 30 now, minutes. It seems not as far as a 20-minute drive to Gilbert. You uh -huh. know, I don't know why. I don't know why. So we, just with our staff and everything, yeah. it was kind of a, just a perfect, like a seamless fit. Mm-hmm. But we're open, open to East Valley. Totally future. open. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get through number two. Yes. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yep. And it, I love that the fact that the community can continue sounds like they might be able to choose between locations yeah. and, and just the community grows and broadens versus really you would be having a whole new set of people. Yes. Uh, yeah. If you came out this side of town. Yeah. From a from a growth perspective yeah. as well, um, we are really both passionate about providing opportunities for our teachers to make this a viable or full-time career if that's mm -hmm. what they want. Um, and had we gone to East Valley, that would have been a little bit more challenging at this stage of our business. Yep. Um, so opening, you know, just 15, 20-ish minutes away, um, it allows most of our teachers right now to have the opportunity to teach at both studios. So we don't have to invest a ton of time sort of growing our staff or our team. Um, we can invest in the teachers that we already have and, and give them more hours and opportunities. So that was a big factor in, in going to North Scottsdale as well. I love that. Talk a little bit more about your careers and your backgrounds and how they how you how you expected them to help. I can I mean it's kind of a no brainer based on what you've shared. But any surprises about where you didn't think your skill set would transfer over into this business ownership and partnership? 
So with a background in accounting and, and finance, I knew that I would do the numbers side of the business. I love living in Excel, <laughs> love spreadsheets. I love people like you because I, I don't get it. Yeah, me either. Yeah, I just start clicking things and I, it's a it disaster. It just becomes a blur yeah. and my brain thinks of Hawaii or Mexico. hundred <laughs> percent. And that is why Jackie and I are a team. So I knew that that would be beneficial. Um, the I guess the part I didn't anticipate helping as much um, is that I spent a lot of time in my job looking at actual business processes. So a lot of things that had actually absolutely nothing to do with accounting or finance. Um, I, when I was living in Australia, we were auditing hospitals <laughs> and emergency departments um, and basically making sure that the data that they were collecting and reporting to the government was accurate and reliable. And so that's been helpful in our business, especially as we grow, to actually figure out what do we want our process to be? How do we document that? How do we train our staff on that? How do we monitor that, report on it, things like that? Now, with one location and oversight from both Jackie and I, um, it hasn't been a necessity, but obviously as we grow, that's going to be <laughs> one of one of the biggest factors. So I'm excited to put that hat back on a little bit more um, as we are experiencing what it's like to manage two different locations. I mean, it, it sounds somewhat simple in theory. We just replicate what we're doing, but we we both know that that's not actually going to be the yeah, case. So yeah. it's exciting to it sure is. think That's about doing incredible. that. And how about for you? Any surprises as it relates to the transition? Well, actually, I feel like I'm pretty much right at home with my skill set. I think there's definitely some things that have stretched me. Part of that is following Ariel's rules very closely. <laughs> mm-hmm. She's very good about it, but you know, she establishes those routines. It's I've become completely on board with process stuff. I always say, oh, this is why we have this this right. way. So you're more of a creative. Yes, it sounds like yes. based on your background. Yeah. yeah. And, us, and and creatives don't always like to follow rules. No, no. <laughs> but Ariel's good. She good. she's not doesn't have a tight leash on me. Or That's probably like what that. makes it really work, right? The very diverse backgrounds and even sounds like somewhat div- uh, different personalities too. Yes. 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 And I feel like, you know, for me, I left marketing, graphic design, and all of that stuff in in my early 20s. I didn't last too long in that industry because I didn't feel that I liked it. And as we, you know, use those skill sets on our own business, you know, when I did the website or when I run our social media accounts and come up with those sorts of campaigns, I enjoy it. And I enjoy it because I have the freedom of creativity. I'm not part of a large machine that's just making tiny edits all day long. So I get to establish from the ground up how I think things should look. So I get to flex that muscle a lot. And I think the thing is, you know, just dealing with staff and us both managing a group. Now we're very lucky and we have just a wonderful group of, of women who work for us. And so they have made that part of things easy But just all the little details of, you know, making sure things are stocked in the studio and and just being really mindful of the client experience every time they walk in the door. And I've found that I'm very detail-oriented with those things where I would have never guessed that that would be something I would, you know, when I come into the studio, I'm always wiping things down and, you know, (laughs) like I just, I would not imagine that that would be the person that I am, but I just really, I feel like 
it's almost like we're presenting our home yes. to our clients. And that's how I would be if I was having people over to the house. So that's how I am at the studio. And it's very important to me, those little things. Yeah. What's your favorite part of the, the existing studio? When you walk in and you see something, what is it for you that goes, oh, this is so good? <laughs> the way that the clients interact with each other. So, oh, with you, so not just necessarily with you guys and your and your teachers, but each other. Yes, just seeing the relationships that clients have made with each other. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they may have come to the studio with a friend or they may have come in for the first time on their own, not knowing anyone. And it actually makes my heart so happy when I have to wait a minute or two to start class because they won't stop talking to each <laughs> taking, other. Taking care of each other. Yes. It's actually incredible. And they they know about each other's lives and they ask questions and they check in with each other. And I, I mean, I, I knew that's what we wanted to build. Um, and so to see that actually happening every day is, it's just the most incredible part of, of owning the business. Jackie, how about for you? Well, I was going to say the glass doors that we put in the back, but actually, that's kind of what I was thinking. Like aesthetically, I was wondering, but I love that. That was a really good answer. Tell us about the glass doors because I want to hear that part. (laughs) We, um, our studio, one of the things that we wanted to, one of the types of environments that we really wanted to create aesthetically was this almost spa like environment. Now you're going to come in and you're going to get a hard workout and you're going to want to complain. But so we always thought, let's just make it somewhere pretty. Let's make that happen in a beautiful environment, somewhere that feels homey and warm and comfortable. And so the vibe always when you walk in is just, it's very welcoming. It's very not temperature wise warm, but just warm and friendly, which goes to Ariel's point. All of our clients are amazing. We got very lucky with that as well. And I just really feel like every time we walk in as teachers, it's a place that we want to be mm. too. You know, I always like it has started to dictate even the decor in my house. Like, oh, we have that at the studio. So let's get those floors at home. And I just think that that has helped a lot. But one of the features that we have in our studio are these big black glass doors. It was like the only thing that I was insistent. Black glass doors. They're black. just these big grid doors to the private room that yeah. we have. And it's just kind of a statement piece. And I told Ariel early on, budget-wise, I don't care about, you know, how I have to trim things everywhere else, but I will have these doors. <laughs> and, and she looked at you and said... We'll make it happen. (laughs) It was the only thing I wouldn't budge on. And they really tie in the space. Everything just sort of in the group room just feels, even just we have white reformers and everything Mm. is just like green and white. And it's just a very, very comfortable place to be. And I think that our clients love that. It doesn't feel like a gym. Mm -hmm. And we're going to definitely translate that same look to our new studio as well. But we don't have the black glass doors, but that's okay. That's okay. You'll come up with something. Yeah. We'll, like we'll find something. We might get them one day. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. One day. So you mentioned budget. Let's talk a little bit about the success that you've had creating this business on your own with no venture capital, no outside invest investors. Is that right? Am I understanding that correctly? Uh, we financed the first studio uh, with an SBA loan. Good. So, yes. So that is the only funding that we have yeah. received which, as I understand it, is probably one of the most intensive processes to go through. It's much more in-depth than even 
buying a house to they get really an make SB you work loan. for it. Yeah. yeah. And it took a very, very long time for the first studio to get that all going. I think many, many times throughout that process, we questioned <laughs> whether that was the right to, road to go down. And in the end, it did end up in our favor because of COVID um, mm. and the pandemic. We didn't have access to any of the PPP money or things like that, but the SBA did step in for existing loans. Um, and so that was helpful in those first few months of business with having to shut down. I think we closed our studio about five times um, in that Gosh. first in that first year. So, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and after all, two years of creativity and planning and then to land there, I know several business owners who did the same thing their, all their life's work, their effort, and for some people, their life's money (laughs) all went into uh, opening businesses during that time. And a handful like you have succeeded, and I know several others, it just couldn't weather the storm. And they lost a great deal. Yeah, Yeah. it was was tough. It was, I, I think above all, you know, when you're starting a business, there's so many unknowns to begin anyway. with. I think Ariel and I have always had this sort of unbridled confidence in our <laughs> concept and abilities and, and always knew that we were going to be okay and, and we believe in our product. And that certainly helps with expansion. But having another unknown on top of so many, because mm. really early on when we opened, just going back to talking about how we have process and how we manage staff and all of those things, that was figure out as we go, best practices. We had an idea of what we wanted to do inside of that. So we were just getting that stuff going and then having this huge uncertainty sort of land on our doorstep, trying to work through that. And then also at the same time, manage our own emotions about that and and fears and all of those things. So it was a good time. And we grew a lot. We were forced to grow a lot. And obviously, you know, we have always been close through this process, but that really having somebody else understanding exactly what we're going through was really helpful. Hmm. And someone to help in the decision making. I mean, I can't imagine what it would have been like to have gone through that alone and navigate the decisions that we had to navigate during the pandemic of, of what was the best thing to do? How did we do it? At just everything. So having a partner, a true partner to um, work together on that with was um, invaluable. Mm-hmm. Hmm. You both are still teaching as well as running the business? Yes. Yes. That's pretty fun. Yeah, it yeah. is actually really, we just did a workshop yesterday together. Our first One was uh, just doing the fundamentals of Pilates. We had a two-hour free workshop at the studio where people could come in and just ask the questions that they needed. You know, we had a guideline of what we wanted to do, but just going through those base sort of fundamental movements and then helping them feel confident in classes or if they had already come for a while, just helping fine-tune their practice. And it was, we do teacher training programs together And we always do that. But just having this workshop and being in the space and us leading it, you know, we have an awesome management team. But for us to do it, just 
it just feels so nice and comfortable. Um, I lead the private program at the studio. So we have a lot of private clients at the studio. And that's part of why I wanted those nice doors because I was in that room a lot early yeah. on. You still um, are. You I still, still I still am. In there. But as we, you know, and we still have to step in and teach when it's sort of the end of the sure. line as far as, you know, someone's on vacation or out sick. And we love it every time we're doing it. I love it. And it's just, just a good chance to check in with the clients. They always ask if I'm new. Like, yes. Oh, how cute. <laughs> yes, I'm new. Only positive feedback. And I am still teaching privates at the studio as well. And as we, you know, we're sort of going through this interesting growth period personally where our roles aren't so much in the studio teaching classes. Mm -hmm. And it's great to do and it keeps us connected. And as we grow, that's not always going to be the the case as we focus on the business and growing the business. So it's just we're kind of in this weird place with that. But we will be teaching at the new studio. Do we want to make those touch points and get to know the clients? That's how and this all one of that. succeeded, right? You, it yeah, two of you it, starting it was off. pretty much just us. And Ariel was still working a full time job, oh, wow. so she would come in the morning and teach the classes up until she went to work, and then come back in the afternoon. And then we were, I was there all during the day. And weekends as well. We taught, we both taught weekends for years. Oh gosh, so yes. we really invested in that part of growing and connecting with the clients. And now we get to do the teacher training program, which is amazing because we have, you know, from that starting point, get to bring in people and teach them, not necessarily to be exactly like us, but our values as a studio. Mm -hmm. And we find that taking people out of that teacher training program, putting them on the schedule, getting having clients get to know them. It's just been so wonderful. Working full-time and <laughs> opening a business and teaching. Yep. And a new mom. Well, at that time... Oh, she wasn't. Or yes. he, he, sorry. Yes. He was, yeah. My son was not born yet. So, yeah, I had a full-time job. I would come in. I would teach the early class. It was 6 a.m. I think pretty much every day. Yeah, every week. day. Uh, my office at the time was just down the street. So then I'd go, I'd work my day there, and then I would come back and teach or take class. We had two instructors um, or teachers that we opened the studio with, but for the most part, it was still just Jackie and I. And yeah, I probably spent more time than I should have on mm -hmm. my computer at work doing things for the studio. <laughs> But my plan was and my the company I was working for, they knew kind of what my plan was and that I eventually wanted to be at the studio full time. Now, the pandemic and pregnancy threw that off a little bit because I found out uh, that I was pregnant in May of 2020. Oh, um, and that was after our longest closure. So I think at that point we had been closed for about a month, yeah. maybe. And I found out the day before we reopened for the first time. So Jackie was actually the first person that yes. I told that I was pregnant. And I, I thought she was going to disown me as no. a business partner. <laughs> so, yeah. Wow. Incredible. Yes. What is the—so we talked a little bit about what's your favorite thing about the studio. What is a favorite saying or comment or reflection that you would hear from your clients? Like, you know you've done a great job when— a client says what? I guess just in terms of the actual practice of Pilates, when someone says that they feel something different that's positive. So we have some clients that are older and they feel like their balance has gotten better or 
they've just gotten stronger or something that they enjoy doing outside of Pilates, whether that's playing tennis every day or golfing, that they feel better doing that because they've been doing Pilates and coming to the studio. So that's always just good to hear Mm -hmm. because that really is our goal and our intention. We both obviously love Pilates and are very passionate about the practice of it, but we see the benefit in how it helps people do the other things that they love in their life and they feel stronger or their performance is better, less injuries, things like that. It's a longevity practice, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Would you add anything to that? I would say another thing that I love to hear at the studio that we hear a lot is that it's somebody's happy place. That makes Uh. me so, so happy because obviously that's what we wanted. But a lot of our clients are also mothers or also business owners, or they have these other things going on in their lives. And to be able to say that I come to this place and it's my break, which is funny because it's working out, but (laughs) even better, just really makes us feel so warm because that is exactly what we wanted. That is the tone that we wanted. And our teachers are really supportive of our clients as well. I think we know so much. We always get to find out when someone's pregnant or we just know everything in everyone's lives. And it's just such a wonderful sense of community that's just rooted in the studio. And I just love the idea that people come to spend an hour in the space that we built for them and it's their break. And they're, what, what they're experiencing clearly resonates with what your intention was yes. from the very beginning. Yeah. So kudos to you for creating that. <laughs> and what is uh, one of the favorite things or experiences that you've enjoyed in watching your instructors? What, what do you love so much about when you hear an instructor say something or you watch what they do and you think, ah, oh, yes, this is... I think just when you see it, it's hard to even describe what it is, but when you just see it click for them, mm-hmm. we designed our teacher training program. Obviously, we've done various trainings ourselves and we've led other types of trainings. And about a year ago, Jackie and I decided to create one that was completely our own. And one of the reasons that we did that is because we obviously we want to teach the fundamentals and um, sort of the original intentions of Pilates but also to make sure that anyone who goes through our teacher training program is going to finish and feel comfortable getting up in front of a room and teaching a class. And so you see at the beginning of a training program that people are just are terrified. It's so hard to get the words out. You have the stage fright, all of those things. And we, we try to reassure them as much as we can. Like you have no idea that in six months or six weeks, eight weeks, you're going to feel completely different. And then getting to that point at the end of training and seeing them write their own class Mm. and teach it. Um, and just the the joy and the excitement, the confidence that they feel, uh, after doing that for the first time. That's more from the teacher training side of things, yeah. but I just, yeah, that's been a really cool thing to see um, and and develop um, and kind of build our training program around. Yeah, that is always so exciting. We're always so, that's our favorite day. I feel like teacher training test outs are just one of our favorite days. But in the same vein, I think one of the things that we implemented last year with our teachers, and as I said before, you're kind of on an island. You show up and with our studio, it's pretty busy just with people coming in and out or teaching private. So they have support of other teachers there. But sometimes you're just kind of 
on your own, you know, especially if you teach in the afternoon or early in the morning. And one of the things that we implemented last year was just setting goals with our teachers, both them hearing what our goals are, because I think it's important for them to understand sort of us and and what we're doing, but also what are their goals. And so last year we committed to spending time with them to talk about that. And we'll do it again this year. And just being able to implement them and give them resources to say, okay, you want to learn more about this? Let's get you to a training for that, or let's help you do that because there's no direction really. And you're, you know, you're working for a studio, but you're somewhat self-employed and there's just no path to continuous growth unless someone is wanting to do that for themselves or has the support of the studio that they work for to do those things. So we did that last year and it's just been great. So many people sat and said, I would like to teach more. or I would like to quit my other job so that I could do this and really helping them create a plan. And sometimes that includes calling other studios and getting them hours in other places Mm -hmm. because it's not just about them teaching for us. We want them to be able to, if you want to teach and you want to do this sort of job and you want to help people, let's get you more work. So we have a couple good relationships with people in the area that we, you know, sometimes it's just farming out like our girls who have finished their training to get more hours at other studios. And I just, I love giving them that opportunity. And we did it where we drove all around the valley for years trying to piece together one class here, two classes there. And we love giving them a home base to be able to just feel safe to grow and feel comfortable to grow um, and not be afraid to make mistakes. Because in our uh, very early on when we wrote our teacher handbook, one of the things was, we're also new at this. So uh, room for mistakes would be great. I can't speak for them all, but I know that we we can tell through their commitment and loyalty to us that they feel that it's a a safe space for them. And I, I love that. Encouraging, safe, a community. And wanting to see them win, regardless of how long they're staying with you. Clearly, you want the, your teachers to stay with you for a long time. But at the same time, if their passion is for a certain number of hours or experiences, it's great that you're facilitating that because you you yourselves know what that's been like yeah. in your own journey. Yeah, and that was that came as a learning experience. Like that didn't come from day one. Sure. I think we knew that's what we wanted to create. But it took a few situations of having teachers and not being on the same page or not having those open communications for us to learn the lesson Mm. and say, okay, if we want to do this and we really want them to know that they are supported, let's make sure that we have those conversations and that we lead, you know, we lead those reviews and we make sure that they they know this because even though we feel it and we feel like we're conveying that, um, we had to we just learned we had to be more direct. Well, and the alternative could have been so different. You could have left an, a, um, an evaluation feeling frustrated if somebody is expressing their frustration or their desire and dream and you don't know how to help them fulfill that. It can end up being feeling kind of crunchy. And yes. instead, you guys looked at it through the lens of, all right, well, how do we how do we all win in this? Yeah. Yeah, I love it. It's staying open to growth and evolution sounds like it's one of your your key values to, to continue to shift. Yeah. Uh, so you're shooting for May, sometime in May, opening. Yes. And tell us where the two locations are. Uh, so McCormick Ranch um, is on the corner of Hayden and Via de Ventura. Uh, so the northwest 
corner. Mm -hmm. And then the DC Ranch location um, is on Pima and Legacy. Um, So it is in um, the center that is uh, anchored by AJ's. Um, So just north of the 101 in Pima. Very good. And you had mentioned social media. So if somebody is curious and wants to keep up with you guys, even if they're not in the area and they're waiting for the announcement for East Valley, <laughs> where uh, where do they find you on social media? We have most of our posts and communications go up on our Instagram. Mm-hmm. So we have an Instagram account. Everything just across the board is at the workshop Pilates. And we also have an app that we, in the middle of all of this, decided would be a great sure. idea to put together. <laughs> um, so we launched that last month. And that's sort of where all of our schedule, information, pricing, all of that lives right. there, including when we open up the new location, they'll all be sort of funneled in the same system. And we also have a website. at um, It's www.theworkshoppilates.com. And that has all of the information on there as well. So it also houses our schedule and information about our classes and all of those things. So I would say Instagram is probably the most real time. Um, But if someone doesn't have an Instagram, they can sign up for our contact list on our website. Very good. And the name, the workshop Pilates, where did the name workshop come from? (laughs) How did that? So the origin of it is that we actually, before we decided that we wanted to open a studio, um, was we thought about creating different workshops and taking them Mm. around to other studios. Um, We really liked sort of that name when we decided that we were going to do a studio and it it just stuck. So yeah, we host periodic workshops in the studio as well. The pandemic derailed that a little bit. It took a bit of time to get those back up and running. Um, So like Jackie mentioned, we did the fundamentals of Pilates yesterday. Um, We've done other ones where we do, we have someone come in and do a sound bath or a meditation. Uh, We've done ones that are just more focused on social connection and gathering, things like that. So that's Mm -hmm. where the name, the workshop comes from. I hadn't looked at it through that lens until you just explained that, that this, again, going back to community, this isn't just about Pilates. <laughs> it's yeah. about community, which we've already touched upon several times. Also, other ways to stay healthy and whole uh, by bringing in other experts. That's really fun. Yes. Yeah, keeping it fresh. Yeah, we get asked a lot of questions that are out of our yeah. <laughs> area of expertise because I think, again, because people see it as such a safe space and they they trust us, we get asked a lot about all kinds of health mm-hmm. things and concerns. And one of the things that we love about this workshop opportunity is that we can bring in people who know about those things and we can offer them to our community. So we have found that sometimes it's, again, as Ariel said, just a social event, just having people come together, hang out. But sometimes it's really getting into the the knowledge and understanding of just health in general. Mm -hmm. It's a holistic approach at at what we're doing. Pilates and and fitness is just an arm of that. So we love the opportunity to have people in and talk about things. We always learn from them too, which is great. And you had mentioned uh, just briefly your avatar. So uh, most of our listeners are business owners, but who would you say is the right, the right fit for you? So you would be a great client if what? You have a body. Yes. So we, you know, with our studio, I think where we're located, and I'm assuming it will probably be pretty similar for DC Ranch, we sort of hit that 25 to 55 mostly women, mm-hmm. but we are seeing as Pilates is getting more popular 
that we have a lot more men coming in. We always joke that the men tend to do the privates because they're too embarrassed to take the group class or not used to the group class environment. Well, that was how it was in yoga all yes. those years ago. And now sometimes I've been in classes and there's more yeah. men than women. Yeah. And we, you know, with those privates, we have athletes that come in and take sure. private lessons and have come into class and we just have found that the demographic is really expanding. And Joseph Pilates was a, was a man who was a boxer and an athlete and started this practice. So we want to see more men come in and, and try it and do it. And I think that that is starting to happen. Usually it's women dragging in their husbands or boyfriends. <laughs> um, but we have seen an uptick with male clients. So I think one of the things that's great about our studio, and of course you can take privates if you have any special concerns that you need to address, but we really try to make our classes suitable for everybody. So if you are able to walk in the door and pick a reformer and take a class, the studio is for you. We really, yeah, yeah, Yeah. we really try to make it so that it's accessible for, for everyone. And if you don't feel comfortable in a group class, let's get you in the private room and really make sure that you're getting the benefits that you need or address the concerns that you have. Mm -hmm. And so we find that we have a great mixture of ages, abilities, levels. It's really something for everyone. Eclectic. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Anything else to add? No, I think Jackie hit that perfectly. Um, I think that's sometimes intimidating for people to come in to really understand that concept that, you know, we don't have different levels for our classes. Mm. And that is because all of our instructors or teachers are qualified and completely capable Mm. of modifying a class or an exercise where needed, and also providing guidance and direction for people that maybe want to take it up a level. I like that. That's unique, isn't it? Because I've had some interviews with other studios before, and I remember them speaking kind of specifically too. The levels. Yeah, the levels. We find that, at least in our experience, and, and we have taught at some other studios that have levels, and I, I completely understand the concept of it. But sure. what is really great about, I think our clients are so strong and they get that way because they, they haven't put themselves in a box. They come to class and they're going to say, oh, mm-hmm. maybe I can't do that today. We're going to give them the tools that they need to get there and help them build their strength. But it gives them a visual goal versus just putting themselves in a beginner's class and just being too afraid to mm-hmm. branch out of that. I really find we have not ever had anybody who's who's been just completely overwhelmed in that situation. I think that we have, you know, 10 reformers in the class, but we are just on everybody. We have eagle eyes. We're watching at all times yeah. um, and we're really teaching. And it's just a, an experience for them where I think that they they have a goal that they can reach. Maybe I want to stand on the reformer without having to use a, a gondola pole or maybe do something without having to use the box or, or any of those things that we use as modifications and putting them in an environment where you know, we're not just thrusting them into a scary environment, but we're supporting their growth in that space. They're able to get stronger, faster, and and keep up with their classes. And and I, I we've had a lot of success with that. We thought about it 
at first. And, yeah. and inspired by watching and seeing other people yeah. at a different level, I would imagine. People surprise us. Yeah. There have been, we have had some clients that I have been so concerned about. <laughs> please don't fall. Please don't fall. You know, we're standing there bracing them the whole time. But we have found that those clients have become so successful in their movement practice. You know, naturally their strength is going to grow. Mm-hmm. But it's more about just having some autonomy yep. in their bodies and the choice that they're making to be there and take that class and and what level exercise that they're going to try to achieve that day. And it's just been very rewarding to see that. So we kind of have it open and we will really sort of talk to someone before their first class if they're nervous about it. You know, we offer introductory private appointments, but we also want to help them kind of pick the class or the teacher that might be a good fit for mm-hmm. them. Hmm. So good. We are rounding out the end of our conversation today. I'm so pleased you made time to come. I know you're extremely busy, extraordinarily busy. On that note, before we close up, how do you manage everything that you've got going on in your lives, right? (laughs) I mean, there's some structure and some systems in place and getting better about doing that as you get ready to open this next location. But both personally and professionally, what what do you think, uh, in addition to Pilates and a regular practice, what do you think helps you Uh, continue to have the drive and achieve your goals? I mean, I think the studio itself makes it easy. Mm. Seeing what we've created um, inspires me to do that more. But I think, you know, having the motivation, um, the drive to actually do those daily tasks to move forward have really come from sort of a journey of our own self-care and making sure. (laughs) I mean, and and I will say that that, you know, mine personally was very much inspired by Jackie's. Um, And again, when she's a little bit ahead of me in that whole motherhood thing, um, and it's, it's challenging. It really depletes you energetically um, because you have a business that needs you and you have a family and a child that needs you as well. Um, And there's lots of competing interests. So um, we both have just been really aware of that and um, have, you know, carved out the time where we can um, to step away from both of those things. Mm -hmm. So the business and family life and the daily grind of it all and, and just take some time for ourselves where, where we can. Mm-hmm. Good. That is what I was going to say as well. <laughs> I think, you know, the first year and just everything that we went through and then obviously um, having young children early on in the process and a newborn, <laughs> newborn and a three-year-old, it really was tough on us. And, and again, as new business owners, not really setting boundaries around our time or sure. communication with um, clients or each other, it, we really just, it, it hit us hard. And I think that in the past year, we've both done a really good job at prioritizing our health, both physically and mentally, emotionally, just to try our hardest. It doesn't always happen, but to create that space. Um, for me, it's just a time to just like sort of let my creativity replenish or, or express it in different ways or just resting having no like email checking, phone Mm -hmm. stuff. Um, We're very good with each other. Um, Just being like, okay, I need a day. Yeah, (laughs) Today I'm going to have a day. Um, And just being able to rely on each other, management team. But that has also presented just its challenges with guilt, mom guilt and business owning guilt and all of those things. And we've been able to support each other um, through that 
health journey just to, I mean, we need to be healthy and happy and thriving for our business, for that to trickle down Mm -hmm. to our business and to set a good example for our staff and our clients. Right. Because if you're not doing that and there's a facade, (laughs) then that veil at some point or that mask gets you, you're revealed underneath We crack. That. Yes, we, yes. Cr- we crack. Yeah. And, and then it's evident, right, if we're saying all these things about personal care and self-care and being healthy and whole and all that, and we're not doing it ourselves, then exactly. uh, we're leading people in the wrong direction. Yeah. Yeah. And they yeah. will. They'll see it eventually. Of course they do. Yeah. Interesting. I love it. Fantastic to get to know both of you today. Thank you so much again for spending your time with us. Absolutely. So the workshoppilates.com is the website. Also, Jackie, you are on LinkedIn. Are you as well, Ariel? Okay, good. So for our professional connections, we've got you guys there. And then on Facebook, but more so Instagram, the Workshop Pilates. That's where you stay connected. And then also through the website, you can get on on the emailing list. Great. Oh, my gosh. So fun. Thank you again for being here with us. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. You've been listening to Phoenix Business Radio, broadcasting live from the Max 6 Entrepreneurial Center right here in Tempe, Arizona. Some media leans left, some lean right, and we lean Pilates. Thanks for listening. I'm Karen Nowicki. We'll see you next time. Mm